0: It's not going to be easy. What's easy is floating downstream. What's easy is being like everyone else. You were made to stand out. You were put here for a reason. Normal isn't working anymore. Look around. Look around at the people who are giving you advice. Do they have the results you're looking for? I'm proposing a radical change. It's time to fight. It's time to fight the current. Hello, this is Danny Campisi, and welcome to the Fight The Current podcast. I'm joined in the studio today with my co-host, best friend, and business partner, Aaron Thomas. Today, we're talking all about functional fitness. I just completed my first Savage Race this past weekend and revealed to me how wrong I've been training. Today, we share that experience with you and talk all about what it means to fight the current in your fitness. All right,
1: episode six, man. I am so excited to talk with Danny the Savage Campisi coming back from his Savage Race this weekend. Danny, I'm super excited to kind of let our listeners in on everything that you experienced, the mental toughness that you had to gain, the physical breakdown of your body that you experienced, and just the journey of leading up to the event, during the event, and now post-event. I would love to... Uh, just hear about what kind of experience was it? Was it a good one? Was it a bad one? What are your thoughts?
0: It was definitely a good one. I've honestly, it's you always tell. I've always heard that you can tell the weight of a moment in hindsight. So you can always tell when you're looking back on something if it was valuable, and it has been nothing but great memories. And I, I now I want to do more Savage races and more. Tough Mudders. I know Aaron, you and I want to sign up for a Tough Mudder coming up here. And for those of you, first of all, who don't know what a Savage Race is or a Tough Mudder or any of these things, it's basically been a new trend, I'd say probably the last five years, of extreme obstacle course races where you gather a lot of like-minded people together and you run anywhere from three miles to 10 to 15 miles through the woods where you're doing things like Climbing under barbed wire fences, climbing over walls, rope swings, uh, monkey bars over water, jumping into ice baths and going under the water and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, balancing over. So over like, you know, ponds and stuff with disgusting water. And it, it, it was quite the experience. So that's what the Savage Race is all about. But honestly, I can say that four days later, I am still sore. And this has been this is something that you know fitness is something that I actually do. I mean, I work out three times a week at least, which now I realize is is not enough, <laughs> and the way I am working out is clearly not enough. so it just was a total eye opening experience because well, we'll get to that, but first of all, let's just talk about the story. So I did this race with my younger brother, one of my younger brothers, Michael, who is the fitness master and really has an extremely low body fat percentage and is extremely strong. He and I are very comparable when it comes to our strength, but he's like 30 to 40 pounds lighter and very in shape and things like that. So obviously that worked to his advantage when it came to the race, and he totally deserves it from all the hard work he puts in in his diet as well as his fitness. But So he actually had already done several of these type of races, and he kind of proposed the idea about i think it was even four to five months ago and we got our tickets and we, or we paid for our fee or whatever i think it was a little less than 100 bucks and i was like sure i've never done anything like that but let's mm-hmm. do it and it was funny because my dad was like worried about me
1: <laughs> he, he's like <laughs> he wasn't worried about michael but he was worried no about
0: <laughs> exactly which i kind of <laughs> took offense to but he said he said that's kind of those Type races are for people who are like freaks and I was like well Michael's doing it he's like yeah exactly (laughs) Michael's a freak (laughs) right so I think it's just because I'm you know obviously carrying a little I'm carrying a little bit extra weight than I should and you know have asthma and different things like that but anyways I wanted to challenge myself so we showed up this past Saturday it was actually in we live in Pennsylvania so it was in the Poconos in, in Pennsylvania Is actually on a. Where was this? It was on a paintball course, that where they had this race. So they had like the castles and the bunkers and stuff like that. But then they also had just the wooded areas, and it's it's such an interesting experience because there's definitely over a thousand people there. I I think it could even be thousands of people, and they have waves that start at, I think eight a.m. and go all the way till. Twelve or one p.m. I think, and we were at eleven a.m. wave, so we got there and you pull up into this parking lot. It looks like a a festival, a big like outdoor music festival because there's cars everywhere. They have the traffic guys, and the day was perfect for a savage race because there was it was like overcast and there was rain in the forecast. So we just thought, man, if it rains during this race, how more savage could it yeah, be? Yeah, for sure. So you show up and there's all these different people, these that everyone most everybody looks in great shape not everybody is and then there's everyone does teams so you see like several guys with their face painted a certain way or people with a shirt there's these guys that had uh, mike tyson's shirt that said let's get favage (laughs) t-h-a-v-a-g-e which was definitely a, a funny thing on the trail to see people with that shirt um i can't even think of there's just the other community organizations there was religious organizations that were there it was just all kinds of different people but it's such a camaraderie it's such an event where you have such camaraderie with the people you're with because there's a bunch of hype there's tons of people there you're getting there earlier in the morning so we got there you had to check in you have to sign a waiver to this race it literally says on the waiver as long as you don't like like prosecutor or whatever the word is as long as you don't sue us <laughs> yeah. you you can run in this race and you have to because it says like it's very prone you're very prone to, to death to injury die yeah. after it and right guaranteed to die yeah
1: yeah sign on the dotted line
0: yes yeah. sign of your death warrant make sure you have your life insurance policy going to savage incorporated things there like that go. so have them as your
1: beneficiary <laughs> <laughs> right
0: so you, you first do that, and then you find yourself in line. You get your little bib thing that you put on your shirt or on your pants. And, of course, real savages, that are men at least, don't wear shirts. So you put them on your, on your shorts. And then you get in this, like, cattle shoot almost. And they have this guy who gets up on a ladder with a megaphone. Or no, with just a microphone. And starts basically doing, like, motivational speaking.
1: (laughs) Which is yelling at you and demoralizing (laughs) (laughs) you. Right.
0: He's like, when I say savage, you say race. Savage race. Savage race. (laughs) And it just kind of pumps everyone up, and then you you get down, you link arms, you go left and right and left and right, and then you go up and down, and it's just it's interesting. just kind of gets you in the mood. And he actually has some very interesting comments to make where he talks about how – in, a, in our society, there's so many times where we are against each other and there's so many times where we have difference of opinions and things like that. But when it comes to the savage race, hmm. when it comes to this race, you're all doing the same thing, you're moving in the same direction, and you're all going to work together to finish it. Yeah. And he kind of talks about how one of the coolest things is at the end of the race where you are have to climb up this big. This huge like basically the for people who have skateboarded in the past, it basically looks like a a really tall half of a half pipe where you have to run up and grab a rope. But it's completely straight and you have to then pull yourself up when there's people at the top and they're actually literally most people are forced to help people up by picking them up like grabbing their hands grabbing their legs and having three four guys having to pick up some people and you see girls being like like picked up and people then pulling the rope up which was really interesting where people were like dangling by the rope and then when they were almost about to let go people would then grab the rope and pull the rope up hmm. and it was it was very very interesting but the the motivational speaker guy who was running the R wave basically said like no one asks what your background is. No one asks your you know, religious affiliation, political. They're, they're just all, you're all together. And you're savages and you're doing the same thing. So I thought that was extremely interesting because I'm all about that as well. And when it comes to, you know, we are all humans. We all want the same things. We all want the basic same things. And we all kind of think differently yeah, and have different ideologies, different beliefs. But in the end, we're all human beings. And, and what I believe is created in the image of God and deserve to be loved, respected and treated with dignity. And so that was a very interesting thing. And I like how he pointed that out because it, it just kind of made the savage race have like a little bit of a sensitivity to it yeah. and kind of just realized that all these people, men and women, it's amazing how he said, who's here for the first time. And in our wave. Maybe it's just because it was the eleven o'clock wave, but in our wave, about seventy-five percent of the people were there for the first time. for the first time. Wow! And I was I was one of those, and then my brother Michael was. This was his second time at the Savage Race, but he's done several other ones like this. So, anyways, you do that, and then he says, "Okay, it's almost eleven o'clock, or whatever time it was. I think it was eleven twenty then when we actually did it." And you get up in line, and the the, the race is not designed as a really a race. It's designed as a complete it because it's a six mile race through the woods with obstacles. So your just goal is just to get it done is to complete it. There's some people obviously who compete for time and things like that, but we weren't doing that. And Michael could have totally competed for time, but he had to keep coming back for me (laughs) who who was huffing and puffing. So we started the race. The first part of it is a 1.5 mile run through the woods where That alone kind of drained me because I do run apparently not enough, but like just that run with the kind of the high of the event and the adrenaline surgeon and just starting that run – obviously faster than I should have because you know you don't want to start jogging right away you want to be like I'm a savage it's hard
1: to pace yourself when you're in that competition mode in that mindset that you just want to compete and you have all these other people that are just running you don't want to be that guy that is jogging or left behind like you want to keep up with the best of them
0: exactly and that lasted for only a little bit until I started getting passed but (laughs) yeah absolutely so we started fast and because of the emotion and the energy and, like I said, the adrenaline, I actually started to get blurred vision, like, almost right away, where we go, we're go, we running in the woods and over rocks and things like that, and my vision is blurred. So it's already hard <laughs> enough Danny to... Danny runs into a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's already hard enough to avoid trees, as you say, <laughs> and rocks and things like that. But then my vision went blurry, and then just trying to keep up with with Michael at the pace we are going... But it was it was very interesting. So I start you you keep going. I kind of got used to that a little bit. But yeah, the race was just was awesome. I think one of the you know just to share some of the experiences you have to walk. Uh, I want to say it's not typically not really walking the plank, but like walking a beam where you walk a beam over a water source that's really visibly disgusting. Like it looks like. Uh, something where people have died before. <laughs> so obviously you're, you're really careful to walk across that. And it's amazing how the human will, when it comes to something like there was some other water, uh, obstacles where people would just fall in. It's amazing how this one, because it looked extremely dirty, I didn't see a single person fall <laughs> in and it was like tougher. You had to walk on a really like a, a, a beam that was thinner than your feet. Hmm. So it was really interesting. That part, and you know you have to crawl under barbed wire, real barbed wire, and you have to actually wade in water, that's really cold, and like do it like uh, army crawl style, but like in water and mud and things like that. That was an interesting experience. You have to you you have like monkey bars that go over a big body of water. A lot of stuff like that. A lot of stuff was over big bodies of water, so it was interesting because it kind of gave you an extra motivation to do well. Push through, yeah. Yeah, because you didn't really want to fall in when you're in a race, because it really wasn't hot that day. We were actually kind of cold when we got there, so it wasn't like, oh, I don't want to fall in. You, you know, obviously you get colder when you when you fall in. But one of the things I realized right away, which was a difference between Michael. And I's fitness and my fitness was when it came to holding myself up with these monkey bars and like they had like the Olympic rings, you know, where Mm -hmm. people do those events and you had to like crawl across, go across things. I couldn't even barely hold on because when it comes to lifting my own body weight, obviously, I'm clearly too heavy. You know, being 200, about 205 pounds, I pretty much do what's called power lifting type workouts, uh, which is basically the bench, the squat, the deadlift type scenarios where you're just taking plenty of rest, doing low reps and just lifting a lot as, of weight. Yeah. Tons, tons of weight. Yeah. So I've been able to build a relatively big frame and, and lift a decent amount, where it's probably a little bit above average, but that didn't translate into success in this race at all. In fact, I would be this is nothing sexist in nature, but like it was a, a, a male ego thing where I would be like struggling to do some of this stuff and a, and a girl would just like fly by <laughs> doing doing like the monkey bar stuff and or or any of this stuff. And yeah, it was just it was very humbling because probably ninety percent of the obstacles I couldn't complete because they're all focused on body weight, kind of functional fitness, which right. is what we talked about in this title. And it just totally got me thinking that the way I've been training is really not not a good way to train when it comes to doing something that really matters. Like you can be you can be able to squat uh, a truck, you can be able to lift and bench press, I don't know, a house, <laughs> but. <laughs> But where does that really translate into functionality when it comes to being fit for your kids to have energy for your kids or with your spouse or to have energy when it comes to doing adventures like hiking or any kinds of sports? Like you never see, like even when you just, I don't know why this thought just came in my head, but when you look at like professional athletes, like look at a quarterback. Most quarterbacks, like the and most people in the offense of like a football team, yeah, they're strong, but they're a lot of them are really lean as well, Mm -hmm. because if you're going to be moving a lot, you got to be lean. Most quarterbacks are really lean. I think of guys like Tim Tebow, who was a huge hero of mine, who did not make it in the NFL, and I think one of the reasons was he was too big. Yeah, like he was more of a he had the body of more of a running back, and and. More or like a tight end and things like that. He didn't have the, the build of a NFL quarterback. And that's one of the things that I've been thinking is just what type of fitness really is going to actually matter in things I want to do and in the way I want to feel. I want to have energy. I want to have endurance. I want to be able to just have energy throughout the day, not get fatigued when I'm going up and down stairs, things like that. Where, what is actually going to yield a result? And that is going to be functional fitness. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But back to the savage race. Some of the other obstacles were like jumping in actual an actual ice bath, where they had a big ice truck right beside this <laughs> again murky water. It's always dirty. I don't know why. I think it's because it's everyone savage. Everyone was yeah. Everyone was muddy and like jumping into the water then made it extremely muddy. So we had this big ice truck that was just constantly pouring ice into this water bin. And then people would have to jump up. You'd have to like vault the wall and land in this water and go completely submerged. Cause you had to go under a, like a platform and swim back up or come back up. Cause it wasn't deep enough for you to have to swim. And you get out of that and you're like, something doesn't feel right. Like <laughs> <laughs> your insides are frozen. Exactly. Your body is like, I remember thinking like that kind of like hurt certain areas. <laughs> like you shouldn't be that cold. So that was interesting. Different things like a uh, wall you have to climb. Like did you ever see people just run at, let's just say a ledge and you have to run and kind of use your foot to propel yourself up and grab the ledge mm-hmm. and pick yourself up. That was really hard for me but I could actually sort of do it and then Michael came back around and like boosted me up and that was interesting but again another functional thing. Yeah. Where like you're rock climbing which Aaron and I are doing in a couple of weeks.
1: Heck yeah, dude. No, I want to I want to dive in there. So, let's talk about functional fitness. Let's talk about cuz I know we've had conversations in the past that when we first, I'll say when I first started getting back at working out and going to the gym and stuff, we've had conversations about how uh, let's do high weight, low rep. Let's just try to conquer the world. Let's try to. I know your goal was to uh, go ahead and do dumbbell pressing with 100 pound dumbbells. Them honeys. There's honeys. But now I know after <laughs> running the Savage race, <clears throat> and I think something that is key moving forward, because I know we've talked about doing a tough mutter. I would love to do a Savage race myself. I would love to do like the Spartan races and all of those competitive obstacle course races and you do you see those people that they're functionally fit that they might not be benching 200 300 pounds but they're functionally fit that they can propel themselves over the wall and I think in a lot of everyday life activities you talked about keeping up with your kids and keeping up with your spouse and like for me when I'm older I want to have the energy as a father that I can go out and I can play soccer with my kids I can go play baseball we can go on hikes we can go do these backpacking adventures and it's not necessarily about how much can you lift how much can you bench how much can you squat so what what would you say either your recommendation or your new mindset going forward knowing that you want to compete at these races in the future tough mudders spartan races savage races and being functionally fit so that we can go rock climbing and do these adventurous things, what is your mindset moving forward? How can you kind of give that tangible advice to our listeners of what what should we be doing if we want to compete at these races, if we want to do Savage races so that we're prepared for it?
0: That's a good question. I would say definitely upon ending the race on the way home, we had about a little over a two-hour drive home. And I just remember... Being very humbled by the race and just thinking, man, I'm strong. Like I can lift a lot. But just realizing that that didn't really help. And I guess when we come, when it comes to fight the current and what our, our central message and fight the current about fitness, first of all, we have nothing against powerlifters. And you want to powerlift, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But I think, well, what we're the siding is we kind of want to fight the current in the fitness industry. Not that it's not been done. It's been done many times. Right. But from the, what I've always focused on, the glamour muscles to the actual functional fitness where it, it you can go run the six minute mile. You can go climb the mountain. You can just have the energy throughout the day because really for me, lifting the way I did, all it did is just add extra weight. Right. which just slowed me down when it came to something like this and it slows me down when it comes to like backpacking trips. And like, there has been times where we were doing a, a backpacking adventure where I know we did one in the Sproul forest, the state forest. And I was really struggling just to keep up. And I was in the back way in the back when everyone was moving ahead. And I think it's just because of some of these things, like hmm. that's not Okay. And I was doing it amongst my brothers and some of my best friends and actually right. my dad. My dad was really <laughs> be- being able to keep up more. You. But when you looked at maybe doing a lift competition, you know, I could maybe lift more but than some of them more, or comparable. But really, it, that, that stuff didn't matter. So to answer yeah. your question, when it comes to what we talked about on the way home, Mike and I just talked and I was like, man, I got to totally change the way I've been doing and thinking about fitness to like more of a physical, uh, a strength thing, more of an ego thing to an actual functionality thing. And that's where we started talking about just dropping, (laughs) dropping kind of everything I was doing. Okay. So I remember when you and I talked about it, Aaron, I was like, Hey, we got to stop doing cardio. We just got to (laughs) lift. You were so against me. I wanted to run at the (laughs) end
1: of every single workout and you were so against it.
0: Right. I don't know why.
1: I was totally wrong. <laughs> you're like, you don't run. You like, no, no man runs. They lift, they lift weights.
0: <laughs> Pretty sure I said those exact words too. Probably. <laughs> no. So, and I did say that. I think I did say those that exact thing to you is just <laughs> Aaron, you're stupid. Stop running. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing. as. <laughs> there's no such thing as a, a man that runs and it's really not true. Boy, of were course. You wrong. So, what Mike and I talked about on the way home was just, I'm gonna fifty to a hundred percent increase the things I do when it comes to cardio. Now, cardio is a has become a bad word uh, because you know many people in the industry are like you don't need cardio, just lift weights and things like that. Really, I'm not talking about just going for you know long jogs or long strolls on the beach. I'm talking about like high intensity interval training, and which. For people who don't know that, it just means just really intense, uh, quick bursts, yeah. forms of cardio.
1: It's not like you're going out and you're running 10 miles or 5 miles. It's not distance running. It's what's going to keep your heart rate up right. so that you are burning that fat. But it's it's intense. Like It helps you in your functionality, too, if you're looking at competing in these races. It helps you combat that... Like For me, I'd rather run one of these obstacle races at six miles rather than just running a 5K. Because to me, it's so much more endurance. And the way that people train for these, if you're training for a 5K, your regimen might be different. If you're training for a 5K, it might be that distance running. But if you're training for something like this where you're doing obstacles and it's much more physical, functional fitness, that's where, like you said, the high-intensity interval training comes in.
0: Right, like doing burpees, uh, Mm -hmm. doing high knees, jumping jacks, and just kind of giving yourself very small rest of like a minute, like basically doing – or you could even do sprinting. I know I was just talking with someone the other day about just running on the road where you just sprint 100 yards, walk, sprint another 100 yards, Mm -hmm. walk, and like stuff like that where you're you're doing – the reason it's called high intensity is because you're doing stuff that – you're doing extreme things that you couldn't do more than right. like a minute to two minutes. So that's another thing that w- we talked about is just increasing that when you are lifting. Like for me personally, because I've already gotten some some decent strength, as as I'm gonna stop lifting weights and just do more body weight things and things like that. I, I want to slim down. I'm I, like I said, I'm at two hundred five. My goal by the end of the summer is to get to one ninety is a good goal for me because uh, I have not been that since high school. Mm -hmm. And I'm 26. I've been out of high school going on nine, eight and a half to nine years.
1: That's crazy that it's been that long.
0: I know. (laughs) So that's a lot of years of being out of shape. And thinking I was in shape, it's amazing how here's another topic when it comes to fight the current. It's amazing how we can trick ourselves into feeling we are better than we are. It's amazing how when you look in the mirror. Okay, here's the difference: if you look in the mirror, you may think you're looking good. If you look at a picture yourself, you may realize you don't look good. <laughs> what I mean, like that, you. What I mean by that is you'll actually realize how out of shape you really are, because yeah. you you can mentally trick yourself into thinking a certain thing, when you're looking at in the mirror for a couple seconds or or whatever. And this is not about the way you look, but your physical appearance obviously is a representation of how fit you are, how fit you really are. So what made me really ticked off was my brother Michael sent uh, another cool thing about the Savage Race is there are cameramen all over the place taking pictures of everybody the whole time and they upload all these pictures on the website for free. So they capture all these kind of action shots of you doing it with your team and all that so they captured the shot of several shots of, of Michael and I doing the race together and different things. And and he had sent me a picture. He's like, Hey, they caught one of us both standing there waiting to do an obstacle. And of course the first thought I had, you know how most people, first person they'd see in a picture is themselves. <laughs> and the first thought I had is, man, I look fat. Like <laughs> I'm a tub of goo. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like I remember hearing a guy talking about that one time. He's like, "Wait, do I really look like this?" <laughs> and and sometimes when you when you have a picture, it it's just amazing how that hmm. is revealed to you. Like, yeah. And I think that's the another value of getting doing it with other people and having like a third party eyes and getting actually getting like a before and after type picture taken. And so yeah, that was. That was something that really motivated me just to be like, okay, something needs to change. And the definition of insanity is continue to do the same thing and expecting a different result. So I realized that instead of just keep working out the same way, I really needed to change, obviously. So another thing that we could bring up now is when it comes to fitness is how important diet is Hmm. because that has to change too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I know a lot of people – and myself included, I fell into to this mindset for a while. Is oh, if I'm working out and if I'm lifting and I I'm working out all these days during the week, then it's okay to eat whatever I want. And I I know we've had a conversation before um, about like doing ab and core exercises. And it, you mentioned abs are made in the kitchen, and it's so true. It's so true that unless you get your dieting right, unless you cut out those sugars and those carbs and For a while, I was just, I love bread. I love carbs. (laughs) That's what I loved to eat. So I know for a while there, to kind of kickstart it, think of it as if you go to the doctor and they prescribe you medicine. They're like, take two pills now just to get get it in your system and get it going. You're going to shock your system. So what I did for a week long is... Um, keto dieting. So it's like when you literally drop your carbs down to some insane level, like 30 grams a day compared to mm. your average, they they say you should have about 250 to 300 grams of carbs. So I did that for a week and that week was miserable, but <laughs> uh, it, it put me in a mindset that, wow, I can still survive without eating all of this carb. And it's it's not just junk food. It's not just the thinking of oh, I'm gonna stop eating candy or I'm gonna stop eating chocolate bars. It's normal foods like pasta and bread and pizza that you don't like. You have toast in the morning and that's carbs. So
0: especially if it's white, especially if it's white bread, it's yeah, just, it's just sugar.
1: And you'd you'd be surprised. And when I did that for a week, it really opened my eyes. With okay. I don't need to eat all those foods. And now since then, it kind of goes back to discipline now. And my discipline in my eating habits is so much better than it was a year ago or two years ago. Because I had that mindset of, oh, I'm working out so much, I can just eat whatever I want. But that's not true. You look at Olympic athletes and you look at collegiate athletes and it they work out so much and they train so much. But it doesn't stop in the gym. It doesn't stop on the field. But they bring that then home with them into the kitchen. And they're always eating nutritional foods and stuff that isn't processed. And it's amazing that once you change your dieting to, the results that you see. And I I feel so much better. Not that I was ever really overweight. But I knew that I could be so much better and so much stronger. And physically... my. It, it plays a game in your mentality too. Now that I'm more physically in shape, I'm more in shape mentally when I go to work at my job or when I'm working on um, other things, when I'm thinking of ideas or creation, content creation and that. So yeah, absolutely. Dieting is huge. And you don't want to fall into that trip of, I'm working out so much so, oh, I can have that cookie I lifted today or, oh, I just ran three miles today. I'm going to eat whatever I want. Because it doesn't just stop there. And the the last thing that you want to do is compromise or sabotage your workout with just eating bad. Because if you're running three miles, five miles a day, it might feel really good. But long term, you might be, why am I not getting results? And you're yeah. going to fall into a cycle of, this isn't working, I'm just going to stop working out, and then... I've seen a lot of people fall into that trap where they're not getting the results that they want. They might work out insanely hard, but they're not eating right.
0: Exactly. And I think at some point you just have to bite the bullet and just do both. Do both levels of fitness. Hmm. Eat right and work out hard. And if you just will do that, you'll get results because I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen with you. When you do that, you'll get results, and then that will feed you to keep going. Absolutely, like you're not going to be miserable forever. You're yeah. going to be, you're going to be motivated by the fact you're getting results. Nothing feels better than progress. Than whether it's a scale going down, for different people. Like for me right now, my goal is for the scale to go down. I know that yours is probably different because you're have a low percentage of body fat, and you're trying to get strong as well, and and develop muscles as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and for for my goal, I know that we, we kind of set fitness goals at the same time, which is cool because now we can hold each other accountable and we can kind of um, check in on each other and encourage each other to go for the goal. So my goal is based on, I'll say, functional fitness. So I want to be at a 630-mile time and then also do 25 pull-ups. So I know for a while my goal was I want to drop body fat, I want to drop body fat, but body fat is such... It's a huge variable when you measure it, depending on, oh, how much water did you drink that day, if you if you weighed yourself in the morning versus the night, and there's so many variables, and it can fluctuate 3% a day, which nothing against that goal that I had, because I have seen tremendous, before I was at like 20% body fat, but now my consistency is now anywhere between 16% and 15% body fat, so... Awesome. through the course of staying focused on that i know that i truly got rid of four percent of that body fat because now i'm down here consistently so right for me my goal is going back to functional fitness i want to have a faster mile time i want to be able to have the upper body strength to do pull-ups that way i can compete at um, a higher level when we do these races tough mutters and spartan races and savage races so yeah yeah
0: that's definitely a a really interesting thing you brought up about just the, the fact that you have been actually dropping the weight and getting, getting results because we'd certainly never want to talk just from theory. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're proving it. And, and also, and I know that what we always try to, you know, get across to people is we're just on the journey. Now Absolutely. This, this is a podcast about two people Of course, we do our interview shows, but sometimes we do shows of just ourselves, that are just on the journey of trying to push ourselves in every area and try to be great in every area. And this is one of the areas that we're just trying to master. And I'm gonna hit my goal, and I know you're gonna hit yours. And we're gonna put ourselves on blast right now (laughs) and put ourselves on the air and tell you what our goals are. That you're gonna be a six. You're gonna be able to run a six thirty mile. Do the twenty five pull ups. I'm gonna be. 109, or I'm sorry, 109. That would be awesome. (laughs) I'm going to be 190 pounds, okay? And it's going to happen. So the other thing I want to talk about is how much your fitness kind of affects your overall mental health and well-being. And just the fact that everybody literally has time. You will hear for the rest of your life. And you've maybe made this excuse yourself that I just don't have time to get in shape. I just don't have time yeah. to work out. Oh well with my schedule, you can see why I can't get in shape.
1: Yeah. And I was in that boat too. Me too. All, I think we all fall victim to yeah, We've
0: we've all been there at some time, but the bottom line is if you're busy, get up earlier. Just simply get up earlier. Now the person someone's listening to this right now saying, I already get up at four. I already get up, get up at five. Well, if you already get up at four or five, do you really think a half hour earlier is going to hurt you?
1: Hmm.
0: And going to bed a half hour earlier at night. So, I just think that it's something that will inevitably affect every area of your life positively. When it comes to f- fitness, we're not just talking about fighting the current within the fitness industry because you know there's everyone has different goals. We're just talking about fighting the current in general. Where right. it's a general inclination to just be lazy and not do it and but doing it and and doing these physical things and whether it's you know, body weight exercises at home or running and or going to the gym, they carry their own reward even besides the way you look, just the way you feel
1: well that's awesome I know that we're wrapping up in time here we appreciate you guys thank you so much for tuning in we hope that you gained some type of value out of today's episode I know Danny you're a huge inspiration to me knowing that you just went out of your comfort zone and you not only did you do the savage race but do, through doing the savage race you realized and you took acceptance of your weaknesses that now you know moving forward what you need to change and I mean, it takes a humble guy to do that. It takes a humble guy to realize, look, maybe what I have been doing isn't necessarily wrong, but for what you want in your future isn't going to necessarily get you there. So, absolutely. I hope that you guys enjoy this episode just talking a little bit about savage races. Maybe it's inspired you to kind of get out of your comfort zone and sign up for a savage race. If you guys are interested and you're local, I know Danny and I were going to be doing that tough mutter coming up in September. So, feel free. Reach out to us. Let us know if you want to be on our team. It would be awesome to get a solid group of Fight The Current listeners to go out there together and just, again, fight the current and do that physical and mental challenge. So definitely let us know. We hope that you gain value out of this episode. And again, we can't thank you enough for your following and your uh, reviews and just your support of everything that, that we've been doing here at Fight The Current
0: appreciate your time guys make sure you get on our facebook and instagram pages that fight the current podcast and definitely want to personally challenge you to get out there and sign up for a race like that the savage race the tough mudder the spartan race man they are life-changing events where it really reveals to you what you need to work on when it comes to your fitness and just appreciate uh, all the support so far
1: You've been listening to the Fight the Current podcast, your guide for living an extraordinary life in an ordinary world. We ask you to subscribe and review this podcast as it helps out a lot. We sincerely hope that you've gotten value out of today. If so, we would love to hear from you. Check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and give us a shout out. Keep posted for our next upcoming episodes. And until next time, swim upstream and fight the current.